the flat earth theory. Now this is what happens like you're out late at night and you're 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 perusing YouTube and all of a sudden a video comes up. This this whole thing actually snowballed out of atheists attacking the Bible okay. and claiming that the Bible teaches a flat earth. Hello everybody. Once again, we are here with another edition of the Uncensored Pilgrims Podcast. As always, I'm Marty McLean, along with the irrepressible... Paul Price. Paul Price, and he is irrepressible. He may be especially irrepressible today because we're going to talk about the subject of the Flat Earth Society. Yes. I'm talking about a pancake. The, the doctrine of the Flat Earth. The Flat Earthers. Now, I'll be honest with you. I did not think that people still believed in a Flat Earth Society until Paul mentioned something to me about it not too long ago and he said that there are people that really believed that there was a you know that the, the earth was flat and I you know I was kind of stunned I thought people still believe in a flat earth and uh, man enlighten me about that how would well, you know there were flat earth it's very interesting and th- by the way let me just shout out thank you to our viewers we have just gone up in our viewership on YouTube quite a bit over the past couple Oh yeah, of weeks. I had a last episode. Had a huge spike. Well. I think the YouTube algorithm suddenly changed its mind about us yes. and decided to give us a little miniature boost. Good. I mean, over a thousand views on our last video about, uh, I really shouldn't call it a video even though technically it's a video, but audio only podcast on YouTube. Uh, but that was about... Um, Nicholas Coppola as the Antichrist. Yes, now people so, people like the picture that you have of him on there. Yes, I, think you did I thought a great it was rather good. He played he played the Antichrist in You had the beefed up in Con Air. You have the beefed up uh Nicholas Cage yeah, with the long yeah, hair. Yeah. I, I think that's always that's always a party favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um But so, anyway, if you haven't subscribed to us, if you're listening to us on YouTube for some reason, uh subscribe and like please and let your friends know about us. We are out here, uh, sitting here in a basement and talking about the most interesting things on the current topic. Yeah, but let me say, we we are podcasters. We may be in a basement, but it's not either one of our mother's basements. We're out of our that's parents' true. house. We're, that's we're, true. This is Paul's house. We yes, are, and that's important to note. Because Thank a lot of podcasters are still in their parents' basements. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that out, that this is not either of our parents' Yeah, and that that brings me a lot of comfort <laughs> and assurance about choices in life. Yeah. Okay. Well, now me... talking about people in their mother's basement. Oh, that brings us to the flat Earth theory. The flat Earth theory. Now, this is what happens. Like you're out late at night and you're 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 perusing YouTube, and all of a sudden a video comes up, and that's really how I think since 2014 or 2016, uh, there's been an explosion in the people who believe in flat Earth. Because of the YouTube videos, it got so viral that in some of my reading, it's YouTube has to take some of the videos down. They're, or they're limiting, you know, the viewership or, yeah, or and, how and they're Let me just say, I, I lived through this explosion, and, and I can pinpoint the year that it okay. started. It was actually 2015. 20, I, I, you, you, you split the difference, Yes, yeah, split the difference. So 2015 was the year of the flat earth explosion on YouTube. Wow. And I you know 
Honestly, I don't know what caused it. I don't know if yeah. it was a fluke in the YouTube algorithm. Somebody uploaded something and it snowballed. Somebody heard something that heard something, and then somebody watched something that watched something. Yeah, and that's what happened. And it snowballed. It went viral. And for a period of time, it became a significant conspiracy theorist uh, subculture mm -hmm. on YouTube. And at the time, I was working for Creation Ministries, creation.com, and I was engaging with a lot of these flat earthers because a lot of them, there's a huge amount of overlap between young earth creationists, unfortunately, and flat earthers. Arg. Uh, and I am a young earth creationist, but I'm not a flat earther, and um, unfortunately, uh, so uh, there, there tends to be overlap there just because you know, it can become addictive if you if you start throwing out one thing that the mainstream people tell you you're supposed to believe, right. like evolution. The overriding narrative. Yeah, the overriding narrative. It can become just easy to start throwing the baby out with the bathwater and start throwing everything out that, right. that everybody says, right? If if everybody says it, it must be wrong. Right. That's that that kind of right. thinking. And you kind of want to go against the consensus because... Yeah, you feel like everything's being guided, and and people are kind of like sheep being all crowd in one place, and yeah, nobody's really thinking for themselves. Yeah, but but here's the other thing about it is that I'm not so sure that it started within a Christian uh, circle. I honestly, uh, and a lot of us, we were we were you know theorizing this at the time in the the years following the explosion, you know twenty. 16, 2017, and really up through 2019. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our theory is that this ho this whole thing actually snowballed out of atheists attacking the Bible okay. and claiming that the Bible teaches a flat Earth. Flat Earth. And then they wound up. Um, and we're going to discuss that. Today. Yeah, and they they wound up convincing enough people that uh, some Christians bought into this, and they and their thought is well. Okay, if the Bible does teach a flat earth, then maybe that's what I should believe. Yeah. And that's actually not a bad thing to think, you know. If the Bible does teach something, then right. we should believe it. But the problem is, the Bible definitely does not teach that the earth is flat. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, we can observe the fact that the earth is not flat. Okay. So, um, man, you're ruining it already, Paul. We're. I wanted to give us a little tease, man. I didn't want to just totally just crumble it. Oh uh, right well, well, bat. okay. I'll, I'll, I'll stop there and, <laughs> and give you some meat. You know, some meat on the bone. But, um, but what I was going to explain then is this phenomenon taken off in 2015. Okay. And it got to a point. There was a local guy in the Atlanta area. Uh. By the name of Nathan Roberts, and he it, it it got to a point where he started crashing CMI's uh, events to try to crash the event and, oh, and make word. it about flat Earth. He he had a YouTube channel that that garnered nearly twenty thousand subscribers. Can you believe? Oh that? goodness, that's that's a lot. Uh, and he made it. He made a book. He made a children's book. His children's book uh, is called. Earth is flat like a mat. Remember that, homeschool parents? Yeah, remember that. No, actually, don't remember that because <laughs> you don't need to be teaching your kids that the earth is flat like a mat. But this guy, you know, he bought it hook, line, and sinker, and he... and he. Where is he today? 
Well, that's what I don't know. So uh, he he rode the wave, so to speak. Yeah. He got nearly twenty thousand YouTube subscribers, and now I haven't thought about him for years until you brought up Flat Earth. Yeah. But I'm going back now to look at his channel. I I probably haven't thought about him since 2019, to be honest with you. But his channel's gone. Like the channel's there. The, he the must have, he must have gotten enlightened. Maybe the the Flat Earth Doctrine channel still exists. And it still has nearly 20,000 subscribers, okay. but there are no videos. Um, and the last the last time that the guy himself made any type of comment on his community tab on his channel was three years ago. Okay. And so uh, I, I don't know what happened to the guy, but it seems like maybe he, I don't know, maybe Fell he changed. Fell off the edge of the earth? He either fell off the edge of the earth looking for the edge, or possibly he woke up to the fact that the earth is indeed round. Yeah. But he, if he did that, I don't know why he wouldn't have just deleted his own channel completely. So I almost wonder either he changed his mind and deleted all his videos but forgot to delete the channel, or um, maybe YouTube deleted his down. videos, took I think him they down. Were, they were reducing a lot of the flat But But I will say that I, I think that... The brunt of that little phenomenon, the flatter thing, it seems like, at least from my experience, it seems like it's getting harder and harder to find genuine flat earthers. It seems like it was kind of a flash in the pan that lasted about five years okay. from like 2015 to 2020 or so. And it seems like you're not getting as much of it on the line. But, but with that said, there are very much still flat earthers lurking around in the... The yeah. crevices of the internet. So, well, let me give you this from the history of the Flat Earth Society. You want to know a li little bit about? I it? here's. I, I don't know is, much about it, but this go ahead. is from the flatearthsociety.org. It says the modern age of the Flat Earth Society dates back to the early 1800s when it was founded by Samuel Burley Robotham, an English inventor. Samuel Robotham's flat Earth views were based largely on literal interpretation of Bible passages. His system called Zetetic Astronomy held that the Earth is a flat disk centered at the North Pole and bounded along its southern edges by a wall of ice with the sun, moon, planets, and stars only a few hundred miles above the surface of the Earth. So, you know, that is, you know, Robotham uh, was the guy. I mean, if you, if you listen to some of the videos or look at some of the literature, he's the guy, I think, over in England. There was this canal that was X number of miles long, and it was straight, and so he judged from the mast of the boat, if there was a curvature of the earth, then as the boat in that straight line went more and more miles down, that line on the mast should get should not be the same. Uh-huh. But he said it was the same. Uh-huh. And so then people come back with the scientific explanation as to this is why it was and why it's not, refraction, all this kind of stuff with light and all this. So so anyway, uh that's kind of where that got started. And uh, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was in school, I was taught that Christopher Columbus thought, the, you know, people of Christopher Columbus's day thought the world was flat. Uh-huh. But Yeah, I've, I've been taught that, and in fact, there's an old 1990s VHS movie out there. Uh, what was that called? Just Christopher Columbus or... Uh, can't remember off the top of my head, but it's a it was like a... It wasn't a Disney movie, but it was a cartoon movie from the 90s about Christopher Columbus, and it directly taught 
kids that Christopher Columbus thought the Earth was flat. So, yeah, yeah, it's it was a myth. I I can't remember who made made up the myth. It, it goes back to like the 1800s. Some writer uh, just falsely claimed that people in Columbus's day thought the Earth was flat. But that is a myth. That's an urban legend. Yeah, uh, Columbus didn't think the Earth was flat. Well, here's what there's a guy from Answers in Genesis, uh, Danny Faulkner. Uh huh. Danny you, Faulkner. You have, you familiar with him? I'm familiar with him. Yeah, I've met him before, and he's he's like kind of the head astronomy or cosmology guy over at Answers in Genesis. Well, here's what he says. He says the promoters of the conflict thesis also retold the story of Christopher Columbus. Most people today persist in the belief that at that time of Columbus, nearly everyone thought the Earth was flat. According to the story, Columbus was one of the few people who thought that the Earth was spherical, and he understood that a spherical, I have a hard time saying that word, spherical, 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 yeah. spherical Earth, one could sail westward from Europe t- to reach India and China. Supposedly, Columbus had to argue against strong objections coming from those who thought that the Earth was flat to get support for his expedition. Finally, according to the story, Columbus managed to complete a voyage to the New World, and when he returned to Europe, people realized that Columbus was right. The world was round and not really flat. How did sailing from Europe to the Caribbean and back to Europe prove the world was round? It didn't. The truth is that no one told Columbus he could reach the Far East by sailing west. Everyone knew that it was possible because everyone knew that the world was round. The problem was that the earth was very large. Most people understood that the distance westward from Europe to the Far East was far greater than going eastward. A look at any globe proves this. The question was not how possible it was to reach Asia by going westward, but how feasible it was. The belief was that the ocean between Europe and Asia was vast with little or no land in between. At the time of Columbus, voyages over open water were very risky and ships rarely sailed more than three days out of sight of land. A voyage westward across the ocean to Asia would have required months with no opportunity for resupply or rescue along the way if problems developed. Yeah, and let me let me just say that they were absolutely right. Uh, if if their assumption that there was no landmass between uh-huh. Europe and Asia, uh, if that assumption had turned out to be correct, then they absolutely would have been correct. Columbus would never have made it. Yeah, <laughs> in a, in an old timey seventeen uh, hundreds or f- sorry fourteen hundreds uh, vessel, do you think he could have? Do you think he could have made it without any stops from uh, Europe all the way to East Asia? If there had not been any yeah. any land there, I don't think he could have made it. That, that would be an, oh, man, that would be an incredible yeah, journey. That would have been a, yeah. So they were right about that. They were just wrong in thinking that there was nothing between there. And there were two continents. There were there was a lot in between yeah. there. It turns out. Yeah. So here, here's why. Oh, and by the way, the name of that movie, I was trying to remember the name. It's The Magic Voyage. The Magic Voyage. I'm not recommending it, by the way. It's, it's uh, pretty mediocre. Yeah. So, okay. Now, you, so people say, okay, if the world is flat, what does that look like? Uh, here's what the guy continues. He says, the cosmology of the flat earth holds that a dome covers a circular flat earth with its edges resting on the earth beyond the ice wall of Antarctica. The stars are fixed to this dome, while the sun and moon are above the earth, but beneath the dome. Some have called this a snow globe cosmology because of its resemblance to a snow globe. Now, what That's you, a fair comparison. Sure. I mean, a snow globe. What do you think about that? 
it's a fair comparison. That's what the flat earthers generally believe. And um, again, the origin of this is actually outside of Christianity. The origin of it is from atheists and and hyper liberals right. claiming that that was the cosmology that the ancient Jews believed in. And from there they jumped to, well, then they got it from the scriptures, so the Bible must teach that cosmology. Right. And therefore, the Bible must not be correct. Now, unfortunately, some people who are uh, Christian scholars have even jumped onto this bandwagon. Unfortunately, people like Dr. Uh, Michael Heiser, for example, uh-huh. uh, is a well-known uh, guy in. I'm familiar with Heiser. Yeah, and and unfortunately, he's, I mean, he's I mean, he just passed away, but his did right, he? Yeah, like a couple of months ago. I didn't even know that I uh, was aware of that. Yeah, I'm he not just, sure I was aware uh, of that. One of the podcasts I listen to, they have him on quite a bit, or had him on quite a bit, and uh, he he has gained in popularity over the last few years. Yeah, and and I'm not saying he hasn't done any good work, but unfortunately his compromise in this area has been very damaging, and a lot of these flat earthers have used his talks to bolster their claims that the Bible teaches a flat earth. Okay. Um. But this this is this is a, a liberal uh, sort of um, critical scholar type view, and and it generally uh, is based on writings outside the the Old Testament. They're they're really getting this idea from what they call A N E ancient Near Eastern studies. A N E A N E and uh, and you know they're they're comparing ancient texts from surrounding peoples. You know, surrounding right. cultures, right. people like the ancient Assyrians, ancient uh, Babylonians, mm-hmm. and these type of people, and finding evidence that they believed in this kind of dome cosmology. Mm-hmm. And from there, well, obviously the the Jewish people were just a product of that same culture, right? They they couldn't have been unique, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't have possibly had anything unique about them. Mm-hmm. Well, I would disagree. I think there was something unique about the Jewish people. Right. They were their culture was sort of superintended by God Himself. He gave them a lot of their culture, and He gave them the scriptures. Uh, so, but here's the thing: the flat earthers continually resort to terrible hermeneutics. Yes, terrible hermeneutics. Yeah, to support their position. Well, here's one of the things: one of the verses I'll use is Revelation seven when I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth. Holding back the four winds of the earth. Okay. They say four corners. Yeah, and and nobody thinks that might possibly be a poetic piece yeah. of language there. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, poetic. Flat don't. They'll they'll quote uh, Psalm seventy five three. When the earth and all of its people quake, it is I who holds its pillars firm. Well, and and let me mention this too. Um, the flat earthers don't believe that the earth has four corners. They think it's a disc. They do think it's a disc. You're exactly so right. So they have a problem there. If that, if they want to yeah. say that's literal, then why don't they think the Earth it's is like a, a big, square? It's a big cookie. Why is it? That's why right. is it a cookie instead of a yeah a, a, a floor tile? It is. A, it is a square floor tile. You, right. It would have to be. You know, it's interesting. They say that Antarctica is on the outer rim. And what does it mean? Four winds. Uh, I was just thinking about that too. Like, what counts as a as four winds? How how do you only have four winds? I think Literally, probably your directions north, south, east, west. 
So that, but which way does, so the north wind, does that go from south to north or north to south? Well, it's coming from the north. So, so it, it goes, goes from, from north, north to south. south. So that would mean that if a wind went from south to north, that would be another one? South to north would be... That would be another wind. Yeah. So we would at least need eight winds. Eight winds. But then you get your intermediate directions, and I don't know how that works. Man, you done, you done lost me on that one, man. <laughs> Okay, here's what he said. Here's what there's a article in Got Questions. Does the Bible teach that the earth is flat? Here's what they, uh, the summarizing paragraph says. While the Bible does not teach that the earth is flat, neither does the Bible explicitly teach that the earth is spherical. Some passages do allow for a spherical earth, such as Job 26.7 and Isaiah 40.22. In any event, the Bible is far from affirming a naive or unscientific understanding of the earth and the solar system. There's simply no basis for the charge that the Bible teaches a flat earth. Passages that seem to present a flat earth can all be explained when correctly understood. Exactly. They're, they have to be correctly interpreted. That's what biblical hermeneutics is about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just because somebody uses... Here's the te- I'm going to drop a technical term here. Okay. Phenomenological language. You just lost me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So phenomenological language. Phenomenological. I yeah. can't even th- I can't yeah. even say spherical. And you're saying phenomenomena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it's a language that uses words that describe something concrete, but but they're not using them in a literal sense. Okay. So like, you know, when we, for example, we say that the sun comes up and down. Mm-hmm. But we, even when we say that, we don't literally mean that. We don't literally mean that we right. think the sun is going up and down. Yeah. We we believe that the earth is uh, is spinning, and yeah. that's why the sun appears to go up and down right. to us. But when we say that, we're using phenomenological language. Phenomenal. We're saying <laughs> we're saying the sun goes. I'll up be saying and down. that as I'm going as I'm going to sleep tonight. Yeah. And and have you ever said something like, um, man, the it's the what, what do people say about rain when it's coming down like the coming down in buckets coming down in buckets do you, well or raining cats and dogs or or they say like the 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 floodgates opened up yeah or something but do we literally believe in gates up there in the in the heavens that have literally opened and water is pouring it's out of the, the gates time of Noah. yeah yeah so well that's another question too but <laughs> but i i think I think when the Bible uses poetic descriptions, I don't think we need to hold that against it. Right. And I don't think we need to rigidly insist that right. that every time it uses that kind of language, it must be literal as opposed to figurative. Well, here's something to think about. Now, they um, when they talk about the outer rim, of course, you got a disk. And the outer rim is Antarctica. Yeah. And there is a 50-foot wall of... I mean, I'm sorry, a 15, no, 150-foot wall of ice okay. in Antarctica, an okay. ice shelf, okay? So what they believe is it's that 150-foot wall of ice that keeps, I reckon, all the water in the disk, kind of hold it's the outer rim that holds everything in. Yeah. Now, I didn't know if you know this, but uh, purportedly, purportedly, uh-huh. Uh, there was an explorer named Robert Matthew Van Winkle, and he and his companions came up upon that big sheet of ice, and uh, they had to take time to stop, collaborate, and listen. <laughs> ice, ice, baby. 
Oh, oh, okay. Van Winkle. Now yeah, I just got it. That, that is Vanilla Ice's real name. Oh, yeah, he, oh, Vanilla I, Ice did not discover uh, Antarctica. He did not discover. So but. Antarctica, the, the ice of Antarctica isn't filled with vanilla extract? No, it's not. Sweetener? It's it's supposed to be tasteless, I think. Okay. Uh, or salty, maybe. One time we were on vacation in, in uh, I think it was when we went to St. Petersburg, Florida. And we happened to see Van Winkle on a, uh, he was out there for a... Was he remodeling a, a house? He was actually out there for a boating event. Okay. It was some type of a speed rate, speed boating. Okay. And I don't know what he was doing. Obviously, he was, I guess, just a, a, a personality that they were having on the, the broadcast. To bring people in. To bring people in. You know, in. I, I saw his home. Um, he used to go in there and renovate homes. He had a, I don't know if it was on the DIY network or one of those networks like that. But he had a, he actually had a, a home remodeling show. He'd come in and gut a house. and, and Yeah, I remember it. that. And, it, boy, he was gaudy. <laughs> I mean, I, just want, I remember this one house he did. I mean, it was gaudy, man. And the in the bathroom, the tub was in the floor. I mean, you could walk right into the tub. I, I think you could probably fall backwards into that tub and hit your head. And so die. it was like a hot tub. Like it was a tub that you take a bath in. Yeah, but it, but it, they built it like a hot tub. Because uh, that's how hot tub like spas and hot tubs. That's how they're built, right? You well, just, in the middle you of walk. your bathroom. Well, no, not unless you're. But if you're I mean, rich, this is maybe. like this is like in the middle of your bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hey, if I had the money for that, I might go for it. That sounds kind of. I don't cool. know, man. I'd probably like I said, I'd probably fall backwards yeah. and hit my head. And <laughs> they'd find me the next morning. Yeah, you need uh, to get life alert. Yeah, it wouldn't work. I'd already, I'd be knocked <laughs> out, man. Hey, but here's a reason why um, some people believe that flat earthers exist. In the I, I'm going to tell you one more thing about Vanilla Ice because I want to hear it. He he's in, as a child. I knew of him for only one reason. Can you imagine what it was? It had to be uh, Ice Ice Baby. That wasn't the reason. No, actually. Okay. Uh, the reason I, as a child growing up in the 90s, yeah. uh, knew anything about Vanilla Ice was because of his great film appearance. Did you know he was a film star? What was he in? He was in Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Was he the ooze? No, he was. He was just himself. He was just was vanilla it just a ice. cameo, just kind of just a by? cameo. He was. Okay. He was giving a, a. He was on stage singing, the what was he singing? Ice uh, Ice Baby. Maybe wasn't that the only I, song he's, he's ever sung? No, I, I, I want to say. No, it was Ninja Rap. Ninja Rap. Ninja Ninja Rap. Ninja Ninja Rap. Yeah, that's what he was singing in that movie. Okay. Well, I, I had no idea that he was well, a, a movie So you're star. telling me you haven't seen The Secret of the Ooze? I have not seen The Secret. I've not seen Beetlejuice. I've not seen The Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> oh, just, man. I think I was in a sanctified time of my life oh, in man. the 90s. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> here, here's, here's the deal. Uh, the reason flat earthers exist. Now, this is an article by Sabiba Hassan. I just realized a this, thumbnail picture for this podcast episode i'm going to find a way to put vanilla ice on the flat earth i think that that's going to awesome. get some views. I, I, I think that that, that vanilla was, ice on I the think flat that earth perfectly describes our conversation yes the depths of our conversation yes, there we go in a hot tub <laughs> <laughs> okay this is from the daily star this is the english english language paper in bangladesh okay we we scoured the whole internet for stuff man we we go worldwide i 
the reason flat earthers exist, here's what Sabiba Hassan says, which I think this is pretty good reasoning. Uh, it says, for example, the scientific law that governs celestial bodies is in inapplicable to subatomic levels in general relativity, which predicted black holes doesn't, doesn't work in the center of black holes. With the help of sophisticated technology, scientists are discovering new information and rewriting our perception of the world every now and then. Nowadays, every scientist knows that the hypothesis they proved today might not be verifiable tomorrow. The contradictory and evescent nature of scientific theories shakes the foundations of our belief that science is infallible and makes many people distrust science, scientists and their claims. Okay. So she gives that as, as one reason why perhaps people are more apt to believe something that is against the scientific narrative. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think we've had that discussion before when, when you started when you started talking about physics yeah. and quantum physics, how what works in one doesn't work in the other. Uh -huh. and, and maybe people are thinking, well, maybe we, we have been wrong. Now, I've got another, I've got another um, speculation as to why people would believe flat earth. I think people have grown to a, a high level of distrust in their government. Uh -huh. And I think that people, in a lot of ways, feel like they're being snookered. Yeah, and that's that. You're right about that, and that is a common thread among flat earthers is that they want to tie the belief in a round Earth. They want to tie that to NASA specifically. NASA is not well thought of amongst the flat earthers. No, but they want to try to claim that NASA is the reason why people believe the Earth is round. Yeah, and you know, it, I'm pretty sure we didn't have NASA in Columbus's day, though. No, so I'm pretty sure. No, but but here's the that's deal. not the reason. Here's why: when you get on one, when you get on one conspiracy train, you're going to be on another yeah. at the next stop. Because if you hold to a flat Earth, then you have to hold to fake moon landing. That NASA lied about the landing on the moon. You have to certainly. And so when you start saying, okay. Flat Earth, NASA lied about the moon, the government's involved in all types of cover-ups. But it's not even the moon landing. It's even something as simple as gravity they have to reject. Yeah, gravity... Gravity can't exist on a flat Earth. And, well, the way they describe it, if I understand <clears> right, is there such an upward motion of the of the flat Earth, Yeah. of the, of, of the disk going up. That's why when you throw something up, the disk, that's... That's yeah, how they, yeah, but that contradicts their own uh, that contradicts their own scriptural proof passages. Where, when when you ask a flat earther why they don't believe the Earth is spinning, they'll quote from the Bible that says the Earth cannot be moved. Yeah, but to describe gravity, but then you that, have to move. then turning around, they want to say the Earth is flying through the air in one direction yeah. permanently yeah. to explain why stuff is is falling, falling to, the, to ground. the ground. Yeah, you know that. So they can't they, they they can't have their cake and eat it too. That to me is the biggest uh, obstacle that the flat earthers have to overcome, and we all have to we all have to overcome gravity. Even on the basketball court, you have to overcome gravity, Paul. I mean, gravity is just one of a of of a long list of things they can't make any sense out of. Time zones. Okay. Uh, the motion of the of the sun in the sky, for example. Right. When I was in Russia, the far north, yes, I noticed that the sun moved in a different path through the sky than it does where where we are now here in the southern United States. 
Okay. Did you realize that? That, that up in the huh. north, the sun moves in a different path through the sky? And that's because of the tilt of the earth. Okay. And when you're, uh, when you're tilted in that particular way on that side of, you know, you're, you're close to the North Pole. Right. Uh, the sun never really wants to go straight up overhead in the winter. It just kind of goes in this glancing low path through the sky, kind of like a perpetual twilight type thing. That's that's weird. And it's not very pleasant, I got to say. It's pretty depressing. You know, the sun yeah. the sun never goes up overhead. Yeah. Uh in in winter in Russia. It never goes up overhead. You, you know that that's weird cuz when we uh several years ago we went to Turks and Caicos. Mm -hmm. And you know, right there near the equator, you're getting really close mm -hmm. to the equator down there in the Caribbean or as you say, Paul, the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, and we looked up overhead, and it's like the sun is, seems so close to you and just seems right on top of you, it's right yeah. overhead. And yeah. we looked, and there was a perfect rainbow around the sun. Oh, wow. I'd never seen that before. I mean, this is a perfect rainbow around the sun. It's the weirdest looking thing. And so I, there's some, some of the people that work there, locals, I said, hey, what do y'all call that, that rainbow around the sun? They looked, and they kind of got this shocked look on their face, and they're like, we've never seen that before. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, no. <laughs> What's about to happen here? But, there, the, but believe it or not, there are times when there is a rainbow around the sun. Interesting. It's the most. It was the most. How do you how do you look at that rainbow without looking at the well, sun you, and burning you, your eyes? You don't out. like you know stare at it for <laughs> an extended period of time. But you look up and you say, "Oh, there's a big rainbow around the sun." Let me look down. Oh, look back up. There's a big rainbow around the sun. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of have to glance at it and then glance at it. But it was it was bizarre. Yeah. Well, back back during this during the heyday of the flat Earth in the late 2010s, twenty tens twenty. Like 18, 2019. Yeah. I remember uh, Dr. Robert Carter, for example, was doing experiments to prove the Earth is round. Uh, the, uh, he's the marine biologist I was working with at the okay. time at CMI. Uh, Dr. Jonathan Sarfati wrote, he, he, he contributed together with Dr. Carter. They wrote creation.com slash flat dash earth. I recommend okay. that URL for people. Right. But you know, there are just so many things that prove the flat earthers wrong. For example, uh, you, you ever notice that when you're trapped, when something, when you're either traveling quickly past something, like a street yeah. sign, right. or the other way around, if something is moving fast and it's far away from you, and then it comes up close to you, okay. and then it keeps moving past you, what do you notice about that motion? From your, from your perspective, Something that's far away from you visually appears to be moving slowly, mm -hmm. but then as it gets closer and closer visually from mm -hmm. your perspective, you can see it moving faster and faster, right? Right. right. So like a car, right. let's say it's moving 200 miles an hour, but it's Got three miles away. Distance. Yeah. From a distance, it you can barely tell it's moving, yeah. but as it gets to you, it zooms past, sure. right? Well, imagine that the flat earthers were correct and, and the earth didn't move. And the, the reason that we have days and nights is that the sun itself mm -hmm. is rotating right. in a circle around us overhead, right? That's what they believe. Yeah. They think the sun's moving. Well, and they think it's very small and it's very close to us. Mm -hmm. because, right, right. Yeah. Right. So, so it's just like you said, like the snow globe. So we're just here and the sun is just kind of a little bit overhead. It's just this little ball moving. Yeah. They call it a luminary, whatever that is. Hmm. Um. But imagine that 
you're here on the flat earth and the sun is is not overhead i mean it's it's not there yet but it's on the way yeah first of all would it appear to rise over the horizon i don't think it would I mean, imagine that yeah a, a sunrise doesn't make sense on a flat earth because the sun isn't to them the sun isn't going around the flat right. earth it's going in a in a yeah it should come in a yeah. circuit above the flat earth yeah. so you shouldn't have a sunset or a sunrise but even ignoring that problem when the sun's further away from you you should be able to see it moving slowly yeah but then what happens when the sun gets directly overhead it should wish it should wish past yeah right it's moving fast yeah and it's over your head you should when it gets closer the sun should move faster in the sky but that's not what we Dude, see you just lost me you just i just lost you i know what you're saying though you know what i'm saying well then you're not lost yeah you're fine you're, you're doing good okay maybe maybe i absorbed it there was a there was an ex, there was a an, another example of how they disproved the flat Earth uh, using a drone. How do you yeah. think they did that? Uh, uh, they proved the curvature of the Earth by by going to the beach mm-hmm. and waiting until the sun set happened, and they waited until the exact moment that the sun disappeared over the horizon. Yeah. So this was kind of like the the whole ship mast thing right. that you brought up. But they waited for the sun to go down, and at that moment, they had a camera on a drone, mm-hmm. and they shot the drone straight up in the sky and filmed the horizon. And guess what they saw? Curve. They saw the sun again. Yeah. What does that prove? If you can't see it down here, yeah. It, it, that's because the Earth is curved and it's gone below the curve. But then mm-hmm. if you if you raise your altitude, yeah. and you see it again. You've just proved that the sun went down below the curve of the Earth, yeah. and that's what that's what they did with the drone back in, I don't know, probably 2019 or so. Okay. Well, one of the things that the, the flat earthers say is that you got to trust your senses. Don't you? Don't trust the science necessarily, but trust your senses. That's what you, they say. You know what you're. You know what you see. You know what you're seeing. Trust yeah. what you're seeing. That's kind of one of the. I don't say mantras. But uh, it is kind of one of their things that they go with. Yeah, I, I remember him talking like that. Okay. Now, here's some famous people that believe in Flat Earth or who have made statements that led people to believe that they believe in the Flat Earth. Okay? Bob, the rapper. Bobby Ray Simmons Jr. Do you have any dates on these, by the way? These are recent. These are recent. Within the last five to seven years, probably. Except some, except one of them. I'm, I would just be curious if any of them made these statements Prior, I mean, after the year like 2020, a lot of them went back and said, "Y'all really think I believe that?" Or yeah, you know, kind of just kind of. And the reason I say that is that to me, it seemed like most of the activity on flat Earth happened between 2015 and the beginning of 2020, and it seems like maybe the coronavirus pandemic, maybe that like I think a lot broke people, a lot of people out of their well, hypnotism. I, well, and, I think if anything, with the coronavirus and with the government, the way they behaved. That only fueled more conspiracies. Yeah, but different conspiracies. Yeah, it, it was kind of like a it was kind of like a flavor of the week type yeah, of conspiracy. Yeah. Like and and now people are talking about different conspiracies, and and you just don't hear a lot of people talking about flat Earth anymore. Yeah, I mean you're right. Not like obviously when you said it a few months ago, I was like I didn't know people believed in flat Earth. But here's some people: Kyrie Irving, basketball player. Okay. Uh, the Irish playwright George Bernard Shaw. They say that they've gone back and looked at some of his stuff, and they're trying to say, you know, he's dead now, but they're trying to say that 
he was a flat earther. You know, I don't know about that, but that's kind of yeah. I, I read that in some of this literature. Sammy Watkins, uh, NFL wide receiver. Draymond Green, NBA player. Stephon Diggs, wide receiver. It's like notice, some, notice these are all athletes. It's almost like they got <laughs> together and they watched videos together or something. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, Logan Paul, who really he's Jake Paul's brother. They're they're just these YouTube personalities. Uh, they'll punch you. They'll wrestle you. They'll do crazy things. But he kind of did it more for publicity, I think. Uh, Freddie Flintoff, who's a, a famous cricket player from England. Also, Thomas Dolby is purportedly to have been a flat earther. Do you know who that, he is? That doesn't, that doesn't ring a bell for me, Thomas she Dolby. She blinded me with science. Science! Is that an 80s song? That's a song, man. Yeah. He actually had an album, I think, that was called Flat Earth. Okay. So anyway, he's also a flat earther, or, or so they say. You know, you read this. Um, so you, you do have some folks. Uh, they've done a survey recently, and they were surprised how many people actually, the percentage of people. I mean, it's really low, but yet still they're like, that's kind of a high percentage of people believing that the earth is flat. Yeah. And I honestly believe if somebody believes or thinks that the earth is flat, and somebody calls their house and says, do you believe the earth is flat? They're not going to tell you they believe that because they don't want people to think they're crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely not trying to claim that that there are no flat earthers today. I know there are. I'm just I'm a little bit skeptical whether the the movement is continuing to grow, okay. or if it was more of kind of a flash in the pan, kind of a a, a trend, a, a fad on YouTube yeah. that kind of got really big for a while, but then. Kind of, it seems like it's gone out of fashion now. Hopefully, right. it has. Again, you're still gonna get like you know you you can find anybody making any crazy statement in a YouTube comment section. So you're still gonna get that from time to time. But like you know, for example, I just mentioned at the beginning of this of this stream talking about that uh, Nathan Roberts guy who who was kind of a big promoter of flat Earth on YouTube there for a while, and now he's deleted all his videos. And yeah. so it's just curious to me that it seems like it was more kind of a flash in the pan, but but you still have to be able to deal with this because you're still going to get this thrown at you, and and the the leftists and the anti-Christians always want to use this right. as ammunition against the Bible. Right. They the Bible say, does not teach a flat Earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to understand if they ever tried to lump, and it's if just because somebody is a flat Earther and they say they're a Christian. That does not mean that the Bible advocates, endorses, teaches that the earth is flat. Um, so, um, you know, we, I think what this leads to, though, is that you have a lot of conspiracy theories. And, and the flat earth being one of these conspiracy theories. I mean, you have 9-11 conspiracy. You have the COVID lockdown conspiracy. The the vaccine conspiracies. Uh, what What's another? The Usually with a conspiracy, you, you, you have government control you have you have to throw a little bit of the cia in there uh the military industrial complex yep, yep. the rothschilds and the rockefellers just for good measure well i think one of the things and by the time this podcast episode goes live i will have probably already given my talk at the standing for truth channel about historical science and operational science All right but i think that's going to be an important key for people if you know people that are trapped in this flat earth thing, this might be something to help them. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the the shape of the earth, the shape of the earth is something that we can test, we can we can view, 
we the, can. The Greeks figured it out. The Greeks figured it years out. Ago. So it's operational science. It's okay. real science. It's good science. It's not your enemy. It's not a conspiracy. Uh, historical science, on the other hand, uh, is much more uh, subjective. So that's what I'm going to get into on that presentation. I hope people will check that out, and I'm going to also upload it to this channel, the Uncensored Pilgrims channel, as well. So check out the talk called The Malcolm Effect. As a matter of fact, if you looked at the whole origin of conspiracy theories, uh, you'll see that a lot of it uh, originated with the uh, assassination of John F. Kennedy. Yes, and it's very interesting that, you know, many people believe that it was a combination of uh, CIA and uh, military-industrial complex. Uh -huh. You know, anyway, some people throw in George H.W. Bush. Of course, he was CIA at that time. He was eventually a director of the CIA under who Nixon and Ford, maybe. Uh, then he became Ronald Reagan's vice president. Okay. But, but anyway, people getting all kinds of stuff... But that's where conspiracy theory uh, started. And, of course, Oliver Stone made a movie about uh, JFK's assassination. With the, you know, I think there's supposedly say involvement with that. And now you have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. who comes out and says, well, my dad's first inclination was to think that it was the CIA that killed JFK. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then he's, you know, today's saying that. So, um yeah, I, I, I believe that conspiracies happen. We live in a fallen world, sure. and people have a fallen nature. Now, I'm not saying that CIA killed JFK. I'm just saying that that's where the, this, the concept that we have in our modern society of conspiracy theory, that's kind of where Man, it I could easily, kind of took root in the culture. Speaking for myself, I can easily believe that the CIA is responsible. But the point is, the CIA doesn't have the power to warp our ability to do science, right. repeatable science. Right. And neither does NASA, by the way. Right. NASA doesn't have the power to uh, overwhelm our ability to think critically or to, to do repeatable scientific experiments about the shape of the Earth. Yeah, and so, and so what can happen is people can get involved in all these conspiracies, and then someone comes up to them and says, hey, do you know the Earth's flat? NASA's yeah. been hiding it. It's a government yeah. conspiracy. Uh, you're being hoodwinked. There was no moon landing. Yeah, it's just, I think it's addictive. It like, is, They, they want to believe in as many conspiracies as they can as they can find, you know? Yeah. Because it just gives them, like, kind of a a rush somehow. Well, well somebody said it, it almost gives some of them a, a reason to live, which is kind of... Well, that's a false uh, religion, then, in that case. Yeah. Uh, here's what this guy says uh, in this one article... Um, this is actually from CNN. Okay? Oh, 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 no, the Clown News Network. Uh, here it says, uh, but, quote, once you get into flat earth and other conspiracy theories, uh, get knocked down into another tier, said Mark Sargent, a filmmaker and stalwart of the movement who was featured in 2018 Netflix documentary Behind the Curve. Quote, everybody here, they've got their top 20 conspiracies. And you could walk around door to door, and those top 20 would differ from person to person. But everybody's number one is always flat earth. Hmm. He says, most of our ire is pointed toward NASA. That's our bread and butter. Yeah. So, you know, they have all these conspiracy theories. Um, and NASA is one of the big, you know, bad guys. Yeah. Now, now I don't trust everything from the government. I think that our system of government is set up so that we wouldn't trust government. Exactly. You shouldn't trust the government. And, and so you should be skeptical about the government, and you should 
think, you know. But God did give us a brain. He gave us the ability to do science. Right. And that's why science came out of a Christian worldview to begin yeah. with. The, all, all the founders of the various fields of modern science were Bible believers. Okay. They weren't flat earthers. Yeah. And they believed scripture was true, but they also believed that God gave us the ability to, to learn more about our world around us. Yeah. than what he told us in the Bible. Because the Bible doesn't exist to give us a rigid, you know, a, a scientific description of the shape of the earth or right. things like that. It's really just not for that. So, yeah. um, If it was necessary for us to know that, God, I think, would have explicitly... He would have explicitly said that. In but, but he didn't, and he let us figure it out for ourselves, yeah. and we did. So there's nothing heretical or evil about that at all. Right. And uh, so we need to embrace good science, and we need to know how to tell the difference between good science and and uh, flaky science. Flaky science. And so yeah. uh, we, we just wanted to cover that topic today about flat earth, and, and Paul will have an episode uh, coming up where he's going to talk about uh, science and, and the repeat of, repeatable science, historical science. He's going to talk about all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it may already be posted by the time you're by the time you're may already this, be posted, so you may want to look out for that. But uh, we're about out of time, and uh, we just want to thank you for being with us and giving us your time uh, for this la- latest episode of the Uncensored Pilgrims. And we need to let you know that the views that we express on this podcast belong to Marty McLean and Paul Price. They are our views. They do not reflect the views of anyone else. And with that said, we hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time on the podcast.